morning. Just um, some more information. Every Sunday, um, we normally have our growth track. And someone said, what's the growth track? People are at different places in their spiritual life, and people are thinking of how to take their next journey. So every Sunday, the first Sunday, we would have a class, like one-hour class, for people that are new to Christ and new to the church and want to just deepen their faith and build strong friendship and communities. In that class, you will meet our pastors, and they will share a lot with you. The second class, which is the second week of every, every Sunday, it happens after the second and third service in the Lekki Church, happens different times, and by next month, we're going to open one that happens online also. The second week is um, with people that want to just deepen their faith and become stronger. People that want to get filled with the Holy Spirit, they want to just have a deep experience. And the third one is people that, you know, it's for people that have this desire. Um, they believe that their life is so, so powerful, and they want to know what gift they carry. So, like today now, if you want to know what gift you carry, after the second or fourth service, you just have a class, you have a teacher, you do like a, a, a gift test, and it will really help you. All right. And I want also want to say that our cell meetings are back. Our cell meetings provide opportunity for discipleship to meet other people. It's amazing because I was, you know, I, I met, my wife was telling me about a couple, um, a couple that getting married, and they met through all of this interaction, how people are meeting and praying together. So, if you do not belong to a cell, either as a man or a woman, you want to get into one. All right. Let's turn our Bibles to Genesis chapter 30. You know, I was going through this reading this morning, and I was reading using my audio Bible as I was dressing up to come for service, and I was just laughing. And I'm sure my wife thought, what's so funny? I said, the text we're preaching about today is very, very funny. So, you know, I, I just want to look at that. So today, we're going to start by teaching on essentials, three essentials for securing your financial future, three essentials for securing your financial future. So let, let's start with this. Let's start with this. So last week, three essentials for securing your financial future. So last week, um, I don't know if you can see this very well. Okay. So last week, we began to speak on finances. Let me put this here. Oh, praise God. So last week, we began to speak on finances. And the reason why I took this approach is this. Um, most of the time, the church teaches about finances. But what happens in reality is this, people don't really get financially better. All sometimes the teaching is focused about is what we have to give, which is a part of generosity, but that's not what it is. So last week we spoke about, you know, money management, and we spoke about this, that everyone should have seven cups. Everyone should have seven cups. And these cups would refer to how you define your income. The first cup would be the cup of what? The operation and needs, and the second one is the cup of what generosity. The third one is the cup of what of emergency. The fourth one is the cup of what investment. The fourth one is the cup of what projects. The fifth one is the cup of what development. Your personal and development. And the sixth one, seventh one is the cup of what of leisure. Yeah. So what this does for you is this, and this is where this message comes out from. What this does for you is this: you you learn how to manage your money. Someone says, why must I manage your money? It's difficult to multiply what is not managed. It's difficult. So a lot of people do not have a money problem. What they actually have is a money management problem. And prayer is not going to solve money management problem. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, he says this, this is what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs. He says, there's oil to be desired in the dwelling of the fool, of the wise, rather. He said, the foolish man does what? Spends it all. The first time I heard that scripture, 
it hit me like thunderbolt, which means that it's only a foolish person that has no saving. I was like, oh my God. And the pastor that preached said, I'm sorry, I didn't abuse you. The Bible just says, if you don't have a saving, you're a foolish person. I felt, oh, I felt that. And from that day, I decided as a person, as an organization, we will always have savings. Now, the second, now in this teaching, which is very powerful, and if this teaching is blessing you, you can go ahead and all of you online, put your comments there, ask your questions, and um, we're going to have a great time. You know, so this is a teaching. So people have said, Pastor Balaji, you spoke about seven cups. What about when the money is not enough? And I understand what they mean because someone says, I literally end what I literally end if I, even for, if I use transportation, I spend everything. I, I don't have a savings. So in this teaching today, one of the things I want to focus on is this. The, how does God increase our finance? A lot of Christians have been really, really disappointed. And they've been really disappointed because I've fasted, I've prayed, I've done everything I can. But there's no finances. I, I can pay bills for school. I can pay my personal bills. I can take care of my wife, of my child, of my boyfriend. And they say, where is God in all of this? And I sense the frustration. I sense the frustration when Christians get to the point and they're like, hey, this seems like a scam because it seems as if God doesn't want to provide for me. And sometimes, I know you're praying, but there's wisdom that has to be with your prayers. So let's look at the Bible and look at Genesis chapter 30. Genesis chapter 30. This is good. Today I'm going to read a lot from the story of, of, of Jacob. Because Jacob is one of the very great stories in the Bible. Where I just really, really love. Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter, chapter 28 first. So back, back up. And you can go every business. We're going to read the story this Sunday and next Sunday. Just for, your, just for you to know. And let, let, me, let me back up. Every business person, every finance person should go and read the story. Read the full thing because I'm going to jump. So what had happened between the period was this. Number one, um, Jacob had taken the blessing of who? His brother Esau. And because of that, there was a big fight. So Jacob ran off to Laban's place. So let's read it. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said, You should not take a wife of the daughters of, of, of Canaan. Um, you know, and arise, go to Pandera, to the house of Bethune, the mother, their mother's father, and take thee a wife from the house of the daughters of Laban, their mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee, and make thee fruitful, and multiply you, and thou mayest be the multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham. And I told you something last week. I said, when it comes to finances, there are three major components when it comes to financial abundance. There is a grace component, there's the grace which is so powerful. I, I would talk about it a little today. But the second thing is, is there's the mentality. There's the mentality. And the third thing is what? There's the grace. There's the mentality. And the third thing is what? There's what? There's the skill. So what is the mentality? A lot of people believe I can succeed. They, they, they want to succeed. They have the drive. It's not enough to have the drive. The drive must be backed up with what? The practical skill and intelligence to do what in life. Glory to God. So, so the Bible says this. I want to see this. Verse 20, chapter 20, verse 5. And Isaac went away, and, and, and Isaac sent Jacob away, and they went to Adoram unto Laban, the son of Bethuna, the brothers of Rebekah, Jacob's, Jacob's and Esau's brother. Good. So, let's look at chapter 29. I'm jumping. You can read the whole story. Chapter 29. The Bible says, And when Jacob, verse 1, came on his journey, he came into the land of the people of the east. 
he looked and behold a well in the field, and lo, there were flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of it were well-watered flocks, and a great store was upon the well's mouth. And hither were all the flocks gathered, and rolled the st- and they rolled the stone from the well's mouth, and watered the sheep, and put the stone upon the well's mouth again. And Jacob said unto them, Oh, unto them, my brethren, whence be, whence be yet? And they say, Of Haran are we. And he says, Know ye Laban, the son of Nabor? And they said, We know him. And he said unto them, um, Is he what with him? And, you know, they just kept on talking. So this is it. This is where I'm going to. And you can read all of this. Let me, let me jump again and just read. <laughs> I'm going to jump and read verse 31. Verse 31. So this is what I want to notice. When Jacob left his father, he left Cobbless without a penny. That's what I want to notice. Four chapters after, see what they said. So when he got to Laban's house, did you notice he didn't come with anything? So I'm saying so because if you feel that it's so draining for you financially, this message is for you. Because you're like Jacob. All Jacob had was the blessing. All Jacob had was the blessing. So chapter 31 verse 1. And he heard the voice, the words of Laban's son. This is what Laban's son was saying. Saying, Jacob has taken all that was our father's, which was our father's, had gotten what? All what? The glory. Meaning that Jacob had become very, very rich. It says, Jacob had gotten all of the glory. Now, what is there to learn here? I want us to look in this story, how God took someone that had nothing and brought him to a place where people that their parents were very rich began to say, Jacob is very successful. Jacob is very rich. The first thing I wanted to notice is this. When Jacob got to where Laban was, the first thing I want to notice, when Jacob got there, how did he enter in? It was through, it was through skill. First thing, through skill. Many Christians, when they say God will bless you, people are really waiting for someone to carry a Ghana must go or a transfer to you. Jacob was going to be blessed. When he got to the other land, what did he use that turned into money? What gave him the first open door? It was skill. It was skill. Because as soon as he saw people doing animal husbandry, that was his skill. He said, hey, let me go ahead and do animal husbandry. Let me now help you with this. They were going to come here now. Can you bring this thing for me? Can you set it up? Can you set it up? Yeah, let's quickly. Let, you need to be fast. You know, thank you. Can you bring it over here to the center? I don't, I don't want it just behind me. Yeah. No, you're doing the wrong way. Just over here. Exactly. Can you turn on the other lead? I want. Can you put the other way up? Yeah, I want it to go up. Is it possible to go up? Can it go, that one go up? Are you sure? Is there a way to release it to go up? Or is it going to... It can't stand by itself? Okay. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I'm sure I'll fix in the other service. Can it stand up? Okay, good. So they say it can stand up. Oh, good. Good. They're helping me out now. No, I think just... Are you okay? Okay. So can we stand it that way? Can we stand it that way? No, no, it's okay. Just leave it. You don't have to do anything. Is it standing or is it not standing? Okay, so I want you to just hold it that way. I, I love the way it's, you know, just because of time. 
So you don't have to put the you don't have to put anything on the stage where they know where the life service. You don't have to put any DP or stuff stuff. Thank you. So this is it. This is, this is it. I don't know why they did this, but the camera has to go down. This is your ladder to financial future. This is a ladder to financial future. Where does this start from? The first foundation is what? The first foundation here is high income skills. That's what you have to start with. How do I know? The Bible says Paul was writing the church. And he says, let him that still steal no more. What should he do? Let him walk with his hands that he may have to eat. So, once you think, so how did God bless Jacob? The first thing God did for Jacob was this. This is how God blessed Jacob. Jacob had skills that could translate into money. A lot of people are praying for breakthroughs. A lot of people are praying for increase. But they don't have skill. So when the Bible says God will bless the works of your hand, the question is this, what is God going to bless? So as soon as Jacob got to this place, the first thing was the high income skill. Now take note of this. I want to take note of something. And I want to just look into the camera directly. Listen to me. There's a difference between a job, a high paying job, and a high income skill. What most people do is they look for a job. That's not what I say you should look for. If you're going to be really successful, what I asked you is to, to get what a high income skill. What's a high income skill? A skill you have that you can make at least 20 to 30 million from every year. In the country where I reside in, which is Nigeria, when people want to make money, all they think is trading. And they think of trading in very small ways. And the reason why people don't make money from trading is this. Trading is not a... See, the way people trade, sometimes the trade is a very small thing. You can't make a lot of money from it. If you want to really go big, you must think of high income skills. So, so you think about it. What skill? And think, there's high income jobs. Yeah. But the difference within a job and a skill is this. A job, you are paid for working. A skill, you are paid for what you bring to the marketplace. So when Jacob got there, what did he start with? He started with what? A skill. What skill do you have? That's the question this morning. What skill do you have that God can breathe on? What skill do you have that can change your life financially? So let me give you an example of our income skill. You know, um, what? I remember one of our church members that spoke to me about um, robotics and he told me about um, that he runs an oil and gas company. He said there are people that know how to, these are young boys, 18, 19, they know how to game. So from gaming, they're able to send a robot down into deep waters to repair broken oil pipes. He said, well, we don't have anyone in Africa, so we keep on importing them from the U.S. And when they come like that, for two or three days, they stay and fix a broken pipe. They make twenty, thirty thousand dollars I said, my goodness, how come we don't know the skill? The reason why people don't know high income skill is this. We keep copying what other people are doing. We keep saying, my friends are selling clothes. Let me sell clothes. Those are business that takes, doesn't take a lot of skill. And the good thing with high income skill is this. You can keep increasing your skill. You know why? The better your skill is refined, the more people pay for it. Yes or no? Yeah. So, the first thing, so when Jacob got there, the first thing Jacob did was this, was to have an high income scale. The question I want to ask you is this, and this is why the cops are very important, because the number six cup is this, the cup of learning and development. You need to put some money aside to be able to develop skill or rework your skill. 
I know someone that is a public speaker. And because of how he has worked on his public speaking skill, he makes almost $100,000 every month. I know someone, you know, uh, you know um, sometimes you have people that do coaching. And they've worked on so much of their coaching skill that they make almost a hundred billion every month. I was, I, I was inquiring about someone that, oh, I would like this person to coach me. And the person said, well, it's just $10,000 per month. I said, what? But the reason why is that it's just, it's just because of the skill. I know you're praying for money. But since God will not... See, money is an exchange, yes or no? Uh-huh. If money is an exchange, what skill are you going to get... To get an exchange. Even prostitutes understand this. So they understand I can sell my money to get money. Only that it's what they're doing is sinful and unethical. But they understand the basic value. It's in the church you see people that think that money is going to come as a response to my prayer and fasting. Your prayer and fasting will supply grace. But what is going to change the game is skill. And it's a high income skill. So there are skills you have that pay low. But there are skills you have that pay high. The skills you have. I mean, you, sometimes you have a, a, a woman that's done some training on how to take, uh, how to take care of autistic children, trying to have cerebral palsy, and you say, oh, how much do you charge every month? It says, oh, what I charge every month is this. I charge 500000 per child. Oh, really? Oh, yes. So how many kids do you do? I'm able to accommodate 20 kids in the, in the, in the month. How much is that? 10 million. High income skill. Because it's not readily available. I, I met a, I, um, <laughs> I was in a counseling session and the lady felt the husband was spending too much to this lesson teacher. And because this lesson teacher is teaching his children British pronunciation English in our country and was paying the lady $6,000 every month. High income skill. So even if you have the skill, how do you take the skill? So some of you need to. And and you know the reason. So the first thing he had was high income skill. You need to have a skill. And you need to ask yourself sincerely, this skill I have, is it worth high income? Is it going to be high income? High income skill, crypto. Trading, all of a sudden, trading currency. Trading has become a very powerful skill right now. I know there's a deep... All over the media, you know, I was saying something. They said, buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip. And there was a word that followed and I just kept laughing. So people now trading. I, I have, I, you see boys that 21, you know, one of my friends was telling me one of his friends, um, his, um, his protege that bought a Rolls Royce for 200,000 pounds. And about 200,000, I'm not sure, dollars or pounds. And he said, oh, he made the money from crypto. And he said, but that's just about 10% of his portfolio. At income scale. So if you ask someone, what do you want to do? We keep talking about these skills, but these skills are not high income. So what I'm saying that the starting point is this, and this is is where everyone can start from today. Let me give you something. This is not even high income, but this is very powerful. Do you know that many people say, I don't have a job. You know you can be a driver. But driver is, you will get not so much of money. But guess what? You can be a security driver. Who is a security driver? Is a driver that's taking security training. And guess what? Security drivers are paid, some people in this country, $1,000 per month. In, an, in a third world country, that's high income. But the difference between the driver and the security driver is what? He's just extra skill. So what am I going to grow the skill? 
That's the challenge when people walk in bank and they are tellers and they resign after 10 years. They don't know what to do because there was no skill they ever developed. So they step out of the bank and they're practically useless. What skill do you have? So much so that even when you have a job, it's the skill that's at work. So the first ladder, so this is the first ladder. This, so at the top of the ladder, you meant to put this over there. At, at the top of the ladder is financial freedom. At the top of the ladder, somewhere, just hold it since we don't want it to climb now. So, so this is your financial ladder. You need to take it up a little. So we're meant to climb this ladder. This is what you're meant to climb. You're meant to climb this ladder. So at the top of the ladder is financial skill. But where do you start from? What? I what? Income skill. After high income skill, what do you do? The second thing you move to what is to start scalable businesses. Now, this is a problem. Most people always start to, most people, this is African problem. Most people always try to start businesses without having what? High income skill. The problem is this. They will not have money to start the business. They have three problems. They will not have money to start the business. The second one is what? When they start the business, you know the next thing that will happen? The second that will happen is that when the business needs to expand, there will be no money for expansion. Then number three, when they start the business, it will not grow. Because as they make money, they eat the money. As they make money, they eat the money. As they make money, they eat the money. But what will happen is this. If they have a high income skill on one side, and they have a scale business on the other side, what will happen is this. The high income skill funds their lifestyle. The business is able to grow. So if you notice... When Jacob got to the house of Laban, the first thing he got was a job. He said, what do you do? I worked seven years. Okay. After he got a job, he said, I don't want, he said, he said now pay me with animals. I want to start my own business. So what is a scalable business? A scalable business is simple. It's a business you start that does not involve too much money or infrastructure to start another one. For example, a restaurant is not a scalable business if it's a restaurant. Because it will take you a lot of money to start every single time. What's a scalable business? Oh, uh, producing a software. That's a scalable business. You know why? If I produce a software, I can produce for 100 people to use my software. So people start businesses that it's just difficult to multiply. It's just difficult to scale. It's just difficult to multiply. It's just difficult to scale. So when you see Jacob, the first thing it got into was our income skill. Maybe you want to write down right now. So all of you online, you want to write down, what is the high income skill I can start with? All of you here, you want to write down, what is the high income skill I can start with? The second thing, what's a scalable business I can do? What's a scalable business? A scalable business is a business that doesn't require too much infrastructure and money to start. What, what did Jacob ask for? Jacob said, Laban, if I work with you, just give me all these animals that are bad. I say, let me start with this because I, I can easily scale this one. This is how Jacob came from the person that came out of Isaac with no inheritance. By the time he left Laban, he was so rich. So a lot of people are starting businesses, but they're starting businesses that is very difficult to scale. And the third thing is this. So... So guess what? So, so this is a problem. So when you want to start a business without an income, what happens? You know, how many of you have gotten trapped when you need to expand the business, but there's no money to, to expand it? How many of you have gotten trapped that way? If you're online, just say me. You know what I'm talking about. And the third way is high yield investment. So what's the, the high yield investment? What's a high yield investment? High yield investment is very, is very powerful. 
in high-yield investments, you begin to put your money into investments that will be able to produce your returns. For minimum 10 to 20%, it must beat inflation. If you, lock, if you live in a country where devaluation is very high, you must dollarize your finance. You must keep your money in a way that it doesn't, it doesn't respond to inflation. Most of your money at least. Glory to God. Why are we so quiet this morning? Are we learning or is too much at the same time? We're learning. See, so let me, let me look at Jesus. Jesus came on the scene. Where did this start from? Income scale. He became a carpenter. That's where he got his first money from. Just not get his first money from angels. He was giving provision as a little child, yes. As he grew up, he became a carpenter. How did he make his money? By selling furniture. Carpentry is good, but there's a part of carpentry you can work on that can become high income skill. Because not all carpenters are high income skill. But as a carpenter, you work for money, high income skill. Number two, you now start your own carpentry company. What's that? That's what? You start a scalable business. Praise the Lord. Look at Amazon. It doesn't cost them extra to market to anybody. All of us buy from Amazon. And the thought would not be high yield investment. And if you're doing very well financially, you need to get someone to sit down with you and just advise you on that. And let me tell you something. All of you that are doing well financially, I'm like, I know all of this. This is what I will say to you. This can, why you need to pay attention that this will help you to, to help other people. Because when they come to you, you have a system and a structure. If you didn't watch last week's message, go back online and watch it. You have a system and a structure to help them watch. Glory to God. I said glory to God. I said glory to God. So, I said this, I said there are three foundations when it comes to finances. There's a mindset, there's what? The skill, we just talk about the skill. The mindset we can cover today, we'll talk about the mindset. And that's why next week, I'm going to really focus on the mindset and the place of grace. Let me show you something about the place of grace. Let me just show you. Let's flip back to the book of the story of, um, of, um, of um, the story of, are you getting blessed today? How many of you feel as if you need to do something right now? You need to go back and think. You need to go back and rework something. Yeah, that's why you came to church. God is already, God is already blessing you. That's all. Because all of a sudden, you see that all you have to do is to make a small switch. And you can learn the skill. I heard that people, some people do UI or IE, something internet, you know, what's it called? UI design. And I heard that it's a job that pays about, they pay sometimes $10,000 per month. Why can't you learn the job? You keep saying I have a certificate. People don't pay for certificate, they pay for value. People don't pay for certificate, they pay for value. You need to change your thinking. So the thing is, what skill am I going to deploy that people are going to pay for? And if you're in a business that is low skill, either you improve the skill level or you get out and get into something else. Listen to me. God told Elijah, he said, this, tumor, this brook is drying up. He said, arise and go to Zarephath. There are some professions you are in that the stream has dried up. You need to arise and go to Zarephath. I'm telling you, there are some areas where you are fishing, where you are drinking up, and it's not fasting and praying that will make that place come up again. There are people that have high income skills, they know how to build. With small money, they can, they, they master building. They know how to build and sell building. Marketing can be a high income skill. I know people that when they come, they will just tell you, okay, you are selling this flat, give me 10 flats. I will sell it in one month. They sell it in one month, they make the first 100 million. It's a skill. They, they've developed their marketing skill. 
There are people that have developed copywriting skill if they write copy for you. And you don't even have to be anywhere in the world. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. So three essentials. There's grace, there's financial mentality, and there's money skill. On the money, so if you're generating income, there's high income skill. You want to move to what? Starting what? So most people start businesses, but they are not what? Scalable. So they take this this $100,000 and start one business. It's good, but the point is that you can't start many. And the way money works is this, the more people you serve, the more you can have. And the reason I'm teaching this is that a lot of us keep on praying. And see, one of the biggest verses in the Bible is when Paul, Pastor Jamie, look for that verse. What, what Paul told the church, he says, let him that steal, steal no more. Rather, let him walk. Meaning that a lot of people steal because there's no walk. He didn't say, let him pray that God will provide for him. He didn't say, let him beg. He says, let him what? Ephesians 4.28. Let, let's go there. Ephesians 4.28. See, I want you to see the thinking of the apostles. Ephesians 4. See what the Bible says. He says, let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him what? Labor. Walking with his hands that which is good. That he may have to give to him that needed. See, Apostle Paul was so convinced that if you will stop begging, if you will stop asking and um, if you stop begging, if you stop stealing, if you walk, you will not only have, you will also have to be able to give to other people. I love the thinking of the apostle. He says, let him that steal no more steal. Rather let him labor, walking with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have. That means, one, because he's a seed of Abraham, he will be blessed, he will have, and he may have to what? Give to him that is needy. Listen to me. Literally, your life can change in three months. Why three months? Because you can choose from today for next three months, learn a high income skill. And after three months, you start making money. People are designing software, someone says, help me design software. It's just not good enough. That's why I'm not buying it. Or because they need another skill called marketing. Praise the Lord. So let's talk about the, finance, the grace. So we spoke about three things essential. The money skill, the mentality, and what? You know, let me tell you something. Next week we're going to talk about. You need to see how Jacob thinks. Laban asks Jacob, what do I pay you? Poor people go for salary. Rich people say, pay me for my outcome. Because they have confidence in themselves that they will deliver. He said, don't pay me salary. He said, don't give me. He said, give me this as my wages. It's just a thinking mentality. Because, because poor thinking says, I'm not sure I can deliver. So if I get monthly salary. Monthly salary is good, but very dangerous. Because sometimes I have something going in every time. Glory to God. Hallelujah. All right. Let, let, let's, let's read. Chapter 28. Chapter 28. Chapter 28. <laughs> oh, wow. Verse 11. And he lighted upon a certain place. This is Jacob in the street. And tarried all night because the sun was set. And he took out, he took of the stones of that place and put them for a pillow. And lay down in his head to sleep. And he dreamt a ladder set up and touched the top of the heavens. And behold, the angels of God. This was before he traveled. This was before he became rich. He said, the angel of God ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above and said, the, the, God, the Lord God of Jacob, the God of Isaac, 
the land with the, and the land wherein thou liest, to thee I will give it to you and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and shall be spread to the west, to the earth, to the south, to the, in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Then it says, Behold, I am with you, and I will keep you in all your ways. This is where grace comes in. It says, I will keep you in all ways and bring you back again to this land, for I will not leave thee until I have done all that I have spoken unto you. This is grace. Somebody say, Amen. God says, I will not leave you until I have done all I have spoken unto you. This is very powerful. Verse 16. And Jacob awaked out of his dream and he said, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I knew it not. And he was afraid and said, How dreadful is this place. There is none other but the house of God and the gates of heaven. And Jacob, see, see, see what the Bible says. And Jacob rose up in the morning, took the stones and put his, for his pillow and set up an altar and poured oil upon it. And he called the name of that place, what do you call it? Bethel. And the name of the city was Lox, which is, which is at first. And Jacob vowed the vow and said, See what Jacob said. If the Lord will be with me and keep me in all my ways that I go, I will bring, I will give my bread, I will give him my bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that, no, 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 that, I didn't read it. I didn't read well. I'm reading very fast. Verse 20. And Jacob vowed the vow at saying, If the Lord will be with me and will keep me in all my ways that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. So that I come to my father's house again in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. This stone have I set for a pillar and shall be God's house. And all that I have, I shall surely give him 10%. And this is the grace part. What is the grace part? The grace part is this. To say, Lord, as I go on this journey, there are doors I cannot open. There are things I cannot do. And I look up to you. And, and what, what God wants us is, it's the honor. That's what he's looking for. The honor. In this particular instant, God had never asked anybody for 10% before tithe. So, why did he say 10%? He says, if I can give my tithe. He said, my tithe is a testimony that God's grace followed me all through. Let, let me show you what the offering does. Can you clear this table? I want the scale. I want the scale. And I want to see something. And this is it. This is it. So, why do we give? Everybody look at me. One of the three reasons why we give is this. Given has a way to procure favor and grace. Somebody say hallelujah. I'm telling you that that's what happens when we give. Given has a way to procure favor and grace. Very powerful. Given has a way to procure favor and grace. If you, next week I'm going to show you. Do you notice that Laban tried to hurt Jacob and God says you can't hurt him because there's grace on his life. And do you notice, some say, we will fight so that we will have. Listen to this. Fight is a testimony of faith. Jacob did not even have something. He says, the reason why I fight is because I know I will have. Because given before God is honor. Somebody say honor. Let's read that scripture. Um, let's read that scripture. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. Glory to God. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. And just one more scripture and we'll close. I know that your mind is thinking of a lot of things you have to do. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 9. See what the Bible says. It says, see what it says. It says, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of what? All thy increase. So shall your bands before. What does honor mean? Honor means, honor is not given alone. Honor means make God heavy in your heart. Make God what? Heavy in your hand. That's the difference between Abel's offering and what? King's offering. Cain bought an offering without honor. It was just anything. 
Abel brought an offering, what? Full of honor. It was heavy. God responded to it. When we give our tithe, what are we doing? We're testifying of something in the future. We're believing. We're making God heavy. We're saying, God, in my finance, you are heavy. You are a heavy factor. Lord, you are heavy. You are heavy. You know, I want to ask a question. When you give your tithe and offering, does God know dollar, rand, pounds, naira? Does he know it? How does God know what you give? Let me show you. God does not know everything you give. I say honor means what? Weights. So, this is what you do. These are two offerings right here. This is how God knows what you give. This is, let me move it here. When you put your offering, what God is looking for is not the amount. It's the weight. What is the weight? The weight it tells on you. You see? It didn't move. Because to the giver, he had no weight. This can be, someone can even give one million, but the person is a billionaire, and it means nothing to him. So, before God, he said, honor. There's no weight. When God said, honor the Lord, there's no weight. So, when Abel brought the offering, there was weight. When Cain brought offering, there was no weight. So, this is Abel's, um, Cain's offering. Everybody think, that's so nice. That's so big. No weight. Then all of a sudden, the, 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 the scale moved. The scale moved because what? All of a sudden, there's weight. The question is this. God is not so interested in the amount you give. It's the weight it draws on your heart that affects what it is to him. He doesn't spend naira, pounds, or dollars. What weight is it on your heart? God says, you know, I want to know how big you are. He says, make me with you. He says, honor me with your substance. Did you not see what it says? Proverbs 3.9 again. Put it on the screen. I want to show you something very powerful. Proverbs 3.9 on the screen quickly. It says, honor the Lord with what? Read, please. Did you notice it? Honor the Lord with your substance, not your leftover. He said, honor with what? The substance. People always give him the leftover. God says, nah, honor me with the substance. Why? Every time we give unto God, it allows a flow of grace. That explains, and this is why I close. That explains. When Isaac was going to bless Esau, what did he tell Esau? He said, Esau, bring me food. Why, did he, why didn't he just say bless him? Because if I just blessed him, there was no way Jacob would have gotten the blessing. Yes or no? Why does he bring me food? He says, honor me. Provoke the blessing to come out. Honor me. So, he says, bring me venison. He said, bring me venison. Honor me. He said, bring me the best. So that when you honor me, the honor will determine the flow of grace. Honor determines the flow of grace. Honor determines the flow of grace. Honor determines the flow of grace. And that was why when Cain brought something, God says, I see you brought something, but that's not honor. I don't accept it. Do you know how many people come to church and their offerings are accepted? Because there's no honor in it. Do you know? And this is why some people even don't understand the concept of the tithe. Because in my finance, when I bring my 10% tithe, what I'm saying is that, Lord, I'm making you big in my income. I'm making you big in my life. I'm making you big. I honor you. And God says in, in Proverbs 3, He says, when you honor the Lord with your substance, it will bless what? It will bless what? The whole thing. He says, so shall your bands be filled with many. There are three steps of finances. There's the mentality, there's the grace, and there's what? The money scale. How did this show up for Jacob? When Laban was going to hurt Jacob, the Bible says, God appeared to Laban in the dream and said, if they burn your father, touch him. Ah! When you honor, battles you don't know will be subdued for you. Because there's a voice that stands. And this morning as we pray, you have to pray and say, Lord, lead me to the skill. Help me make that decision. Lead me to the business. Lead me to the investment. And some of you have not been fighting. You've not been able. Someone said, 
I've not been able to give. You just give anything. Say, Lord, I want to change that. I want to be able to give the way I should be giving. Let's pray. Let's pray this morning. Let's pray. Can you stand on your feet everywhere? All of you at home, stand on your feet. All of you watching online, stand on your feet. In the other campuses, stand on your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lift up your hands towards heaven. And we're just asking for wisdom today. We're asking for wisdom today. That's what we're asking for today, wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. We're asking for a heart that honors. We're asking for God, grace to honor. Grace to honor the Lord with our finances. That's what we're asking for today. Grace to honor the Lord with our finances. And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I want to thank you. Because today, you've opened people's eyes to what they will do. You've shown them what they will do to make their finances explode. But you've also called us to a part of honor today. Receive it, Holy Father, we ask you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Were you blessed today? Let's put the hands of love for the Lord that you can have your sins. Glory.